Hello, my name is Francesca. I am strong like bull and swift like puma and fierce like wild stallion. This is another episode of Develop Through the Lens. Okay, my turn. Okay, thank you, Francesca. Hi, I'm Sloan Adler. And I'm Paul Pierre. so glad to have you with us here today and we are just as glad to be here with you yes we've got a couple announcements for you all before we get started um we want to thank everyone for all the love and support that you've shown us that has turned into over 100 subscribers what what what, what, what? no that's that's pretty amazing i'm uh I'm pretty, uh, I'm really excited that we're growing. This is why we started this podcast, for growth. Yep, we, we're we developing. That's right. And we hope that you all feel like you are too. Um, Paul, we've been doing this podcast for a little bit now. How how many episodes are we at? Uh, we're creeping up on 10. Oh my ten, gosh. 10 whole episodes. We are approaching our 10th episode very soon, and... What what's that going to mean for us? We are going to start having some guests on the podcast to bring y'all some even more outside perspective and help and we are pretty excited about it. We are so excited to have guests on soon and uh some of that will include you you guys. We want to have some of you on the show. So, we are just so excited to have you guys as listeners. We'll be excited to have some of you on as guests and just to continue to grow and develop even more. Also, whenever we get to our 15th episode, we're going to be doing a giveaway. A give a what? A giveaway. So, if you want to enter in that giveaway, uh, we'll be announcing it on Instagram and we'll also be talking about it on the pod. So, stay tuned for more information. Uh, one other announcement. We have a new country that is listening along with us. We, yeah. We are so excited, Thailand, to have you on. And it probably wouldn't take a whole lot of work for us to say hello in your language. But until then, we are so grateful to have you listening with us. Thank you. Yes. Anyways. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Paul? Talking about getting distracted. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about headspace today, and it's it's going to be an interesting one because I, I feel that as I feel like everyone just needs to be in a different sort of mental state mm-hmm. to really find that editing flow. And yep, yep, that's right. We are talking about um, we are talking about headspace with editing and your after process, your after process in editing and develop Maybe. developing with these what do you mean your after process yeah are you, do you mean like your your decompression after you edit or your like your chill out You're like what do you, I, I need a chill out is a component of it but we're so head we're talking about headspace with editing which happens mm-hmm. after you take the photos that's yeah. that's all i mean by that oh okay so I'm, I was just repeating myself in a fancier way, maybe thinking I was doing so. Okay. I mean, everyone, like you said, everyone is in a different 
mindset and mm-hmm. therefore headspace. Everyone's situations are different. Even though there's however many portrait photographers out there, those are still different jobs happening and different client experiences. And Right. Yeah, I take some editing vitamins, that's for sure. No, I, um, I take uh, stuff called uh, Alpha Brain. It's made by a company called Onnit. It's backed by Joe Rogan and all that other stuff, and it, it really, it really does help bring uh, the your cognitive. It really helps bring in the focus to you know really accomplish your task. Anyways, it's really great stuff. You guys, uh, you guys should check it out. Obviously, we're not doctors or lawyers. I think you guys know that by now, but check it out it definitely uh it definitely does help me focus and you know get my stuff together so do you have any any editing like pre-editing okay so maybe not vitamins or potions but um do you have any like pre-editing rituals that you like to do i mean like do you do it pre pre pre-snack post-snack all the snacks all the snacks do you snack during before during and after Wow. I take some time between shooting and... How long? But how much time? So, I mean, I guess it really depends on, on your deadline or what you promise your client. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's say it's a wedding. Like, how much time do you take in between shooting that wedding and finally sitting down and grinding on Paul, don't ask me about weddings. I... It wouldn't, you know, just because that's that's more of your strong suit. Like it would make sense. Okay, all right. I would need I would need your recovery time for a wedding. I I would. Um, but then that procrastination would get to me. Just weddings are are one of the maximums in my in my in my shooting career. You know, mm-hmm. of of six years professionally. Six well, six years in count. It's oh, really in like counting. six and a half now. In so. counting, yes. Thank you. Jeez. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in case anybody didn't know, so I, I take a lot of headshots. I do, I do portraits. That's how I, that's how I make a lot of my, um, photo money is portrait work, portrait work. Um, I'll take about a day at least it, because for me, I need to get on it. Even if it's just Mm -hmm. like a little bit at a time, I try and stay ahead. That way I can be a little that I try and stay ahead so I can take more time. Does that make sense? Does make sense for a wedding? I I can't even imagine how much time you need for recovery. I mean, it's not bad. So I don't. Know, I guess it really depends. I mean, it says four to six weeks in my contract, right? Mm-hmm. And I generally try to get that video or photos back, you know, to the client, you know, around like the three to four week mark, right? And but my thing is, is that whenever I have like three, four, five weddings stacked up in the queue that I have to edit, I don't know. It just feels like it magnifies that pressure so much and then i don't i really do my best to try not to edit under pressure or when i'm super tired or something mm-hmm. like that because i feel like it'll i don't i'm i'm not the kind of person just to you know sling out an edit or hit auto settings and walk away from it you know so i just mm-hmm. i mean this isn't this isn't your school project that you're you know working on last minute and whatever you submit is going to be good enough you yeah, know, yeah no, this no. is so as soon as i shoot a wedding that night no matter how tired i am you know whatever i'll bring my laptop if i if i'm not going home that night but i will i will dump the footage to a to a backup drive nice uh, j- like that night because like smart I mean, guy I ju- yeah i would just i'd be really upset if 
if I had the opportunity to back it up and then like something happened to my camera bag or something like that, then all of a sudden it's gone. And you know, now I don't, at that point I wouldn't even care about the gear. I would just care about the footage because, you know, (laughs) they, whoever just stole someone's wedding day and I'll never see that footage again. So, but I I do, I do back it up as soon as possible. But as far as like editing it and stuff, I mean, I probably a solid week. I'll, I'll, I like to take my eyeballs off it for for about a week and then go back to it. And then that way I can get excited again about shooting that shot or, you know, really thinking I nailed something. Sometimes, I I mean, there there are some times where I will, I'll nail a shot and then I need to come home and just look at that one shot, though. Like, not really start the edit, but like, yeah, I'm going to use this later. Oh, yeah, have a little trophy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's nice. I mean... You really can't. You really can't replace that. That serotonin or whatever. What, what's the other good feeling? Dopamine. Form? Dopamine. You really can't replace that dopamine. Whenever you, whenever you take a shot, and then you look in your viewfinder, and it almost comes out perfect. Like yes. You can't, oh. like you can't replace that. Ooh, my my voice squeaked because of how wonderful wow. of a feeling that is. I Girl. love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Hmm. But either way, yeah, I'd say about a week. Now, real estate is different. I have a 24-hour turnaround on my real estate photos. Oh, wow. So, well, yeah, so gen- those are, well, no, that's a okay, sorry. Just kind of processing that. Yeah, most, I mean, most are like 48 hours. Um, I, I've even seen some for real estate photographers, like, I talk about a week. I'm like, bro, if a, if, a, if an agent hires you to, unless you're unless we're talking about a, a multi-million dollar house that's going to, that is going to take some marketing and stuff to get to, but... You know, these little regular homes, they, you know, those realtors want those photos right now, right meow. They want them to fly out of their camera or out of my camera and go straight into their phone ready for, (laughs) but so that's why, that's that's why we have a 24 hour turnaround. But I have, I have real estate editing down to such a science. I'm, I'm pretty sure I could do it blindfolded. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So those are some nice turnarounds. Um, They seem. I don't really feel like we answered the question though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, so I guess I guess yeah. I guess the answer to this question is, what's your deadline? Ooh. And you know, if so, if you tell a client, "Hey, two weeks," um, I would start probably working on it like two or three days later. Um, that's a good yeah, and, note. And that's where that procrastination comes into because I guarantee you, I feel like the the edits that came from you editing them not under pressure versus under pressure will be significantly better. I agree. But then I also find that a certain amount of pressure brings out mm, this. Push the yeah. Push push it out of your belly button. Yep. Like a like one of those old school '90s trolls. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I feel like everybody just needs to also experience creativity coming out of your belly button. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't tried it yet, would recommend. Yeah, definitely fun time. I mean, yeah, each each shoot is going to depend on on its mm-hmm. own. I, I mean, I have this idea that when I'm working with someone, whether it's their wet, I mean, especially if it's like a wedding, um, you know, they want to see the photos right away. But also, if it's a wedding, then I have to think about like the realistic side of it, like, they want to see their photos, but they've also just gotten married. They probably have photos to look at from someone, if it's not maybe the you know maybe uh, at least like some vi- maybe videos their friends took or you know mm, yeah like more than likely like that. So 
they're going to be overwhelmed with life. You know, they're. So that's that's for wedding videos. So generally, if the if the client pays for like a sixty second trailer, that I kind of like that because it puts pressure on me to edit sooner because I guarantee that that sixty second trailer within um, within a week after they after they get married. So if they if but if they don't pay for a sixty second trailer, then you know it's the four to six weeks. But if I shoot a wedding photography. What I do is maybe two or three days right after the wedding, I will quickly scroll through them and pick out maybe seven or eight like bangers and go through and edit those and then send them to the client for the sneak peek. And usually that will hold them over until you get them done, but you still satisfy that instant gratification that everybody has now or requires. I don't know. That's just how I I, I deal with that because... People are impatient. People are impatient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just really depends on the on the shoot. And honestly, I mean, I feel like portrait work, portrait work is something that I I tend to Ooh. turn around pretty quickly, especially like corporate headshots or something like that. I mean, or even family photos or you know whatever. I, I feel like it's just easier because you know that what you're picking maybe fifteen twenty images out of a maybe a few hundred shots you took. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could get, you, you can knock that out pretty quick, but you know, really, I feel like our, I feel like, I feel like the point that I'm really trying to make here is no matter what your timeline is, start on it early. So you get better results out of your edit because I feel like a lot of people won't edit well under pressure versus, you know, I'm sure there definitely are people out there that edit better under pressure. So mm-hmm. exactly. It's, I, I find it's a little mix of both. But I make sure to not burn myself out, even if it, you know, especially if I'm feeling the pressure. Yeah. Um, do you like editing, Paul? Would you say? I like editing stuff that I'm excited about. Yeah. So uh, let's say I, you know, let's say we shoot a wedding and it's, I mean, let's just be honest. Some people just have boring weddings sometimes, you know, <laughs> and, it, and, if, and if the couple's boring, then there's really no no excitement to to edit it, you know, which probably contributes to, to the procrastination in some points. But but do I like editing? Yes, I like editing. I like learning all of this new all these new features and all these programs and mm-hmm. Adobe Suite and stuff. But if 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 I had to put it down to a yes or no, uh, I'd say yes. Yep, I'd have to agree. I would say yes, but sometimes my behavior might say otherwise. <laughs> Because that <laughs> that procrastination or ADD that it, it really gets to me sometimes, and for me, my ADD or ADHD or I, I don't know part of the spectrum, it, whatever it may be, there's it's some I, it's something that I tried to like deny that that mm-hmm. I had. I'm, I'm just like, oh, I'm making up excuses and uh, stuff like that, and and I still do partially think that i i feel my i feel it happening i can feel myself work through it sometimes it i it's just really yeah. challenging mm-hmm. um and i can tell that other people don't have that same challenge so but props to them i mean that's cool i i feel like it's something that i can get to and i like it because it it does make it does push me as a person you know for someone who has a pretty blessed and privileged life <laughs> mm-hmm. my mental health <laughs> um is is what can give me that push sometimes um mm-hmm. 
So it does help me strive to, to be a better person, a better worker, a better professional. Um, and it's, yeah, it's teaching me how to manage my time and prioritize things. And it's, it's just good growth. What is your least favorite part about editing that messes with your headspace that would contribute to procrastination? How do I say this? When you look at something for so long that you mm-hmm. can't even tell if it's good or bad anymore. <laughs> and and because because mm. you, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And then I have to step away from it. Yeah. Which is fine, you know, and maybe that's just stepping away to the next picture or shoot. I mean, sometimes a break for me will be working on another project. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Change, like completely change the scenery because mm-hmm. if you're looking at that same person's, you know, face cuz you're trying to smooth out the skin, you know, for too long, it just it all starts to blend together. Like mm-hmm. I know I know exactly what you mean. So that's But I don't know. I'd have to say my least favorite part about editing that will make me or that will contribute to my procrastination on it is um probably color grading. I can I have really smooth processes and going out and going in there and pulling out the clips that I want to use and you know putting them on top of the timeline and kind of getting the flow of the video together like that's no problem but when it comes down to like color grade you know like color grading to my liking and then to match scenes you know with the same lighting to the same color grade it's just it takes a lot of time and it's 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 daunting and if I know that that's what's ahead of me I'm like mm, well maybe I can <laughs> get to that next week (laughs) what are some ways that what are some other ways that you will give yourself a break in between editing segments and how long i don't know that we covered this yet i know we talked about it briefly before but have we talked about a reasonable editing time i feel like editing stamina is definitely a thing you know, as far as that goes, I can personally edit for about four hours before I have to get up and, and look at something different other than what I'm looking at. And generally what I try to do there is I don't like to look at other screens for like 15 minutes. If I've been editing that long, like I'll just go outside or just go somewhere where there isn't screens and just chill and let my eyes you know kind of come back from staring at a screen for so long but i i mean if i edit for four for like three four hours i'll at least take a 30 minute break Mm -hmm. and just chill and you know look at other things that aren't a screen Mm -hmm. that's good that's good i agree what's what's your editing stamina how how can how, how long can you generally go before you have to take a break Well, my stamina does vary on, it varies circumstantially. However, I would say it's like a 30 minute minimum because like I said, ADD, I'm talking, yeah, some short, short attention span. Um, I feel like we could talk about ADHD for a whole, whole, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. For like, for like a whole other, like separate playlist of, of this podcast. Yeah. Um, but I, so between 30 minutes and an hour for me, unless, I mean, I'm, unless I'm really in the groove of it and that, that happens. Um, Mm -hmm. well, and I mean, you've, you've heard the other side of, 
of me when I'm working under pressure. I'll bust out however many hours that I need to, but it's it's like a panic and tunnel vision that I... It's interesting because I'm there because of poor decision making, but I... It is an invigorating feeling because I, I feel like very powerful and very capable by that point. But there's just I'm easily set off then. But yeah. that is, yeah, 30 minutes to an hour is about the time that I that I take for. Once you edit for an hour, how long how long do you, how long is your break? What do you what do you like to do? OK, so I mean, depending on the situation, uh, like when these photos are due or expected, um, that might be. The amount of, I mean, if I, okay, so let's be in the scenario where I need to bust out a few hours of work, then Mm -hmm. I would do like maybe 15 minutes of a break. Okay. Um, Yeah. 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 With my short attention span, that's also, I just need a short little break and then I can go right back. Right. Um, Yeah. That makes sense. So, but what, what happens sometimes with my work is... I will take a break by doing other work and that ends up being other work and then other work. And then that might be the only time I worked on those photos that day, but Hey, I got a good hour and I know I can get a good amount done in an hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I'm satisfied either way. Do you have any tips on improving your editing skills or processes? I will say that creating my own preset for, real estate photos uh i've created like three different ones that kind of give me like different varying shadows and highlights and stuff but just having those presets just to click on it and then 90 percent of those sliders are moved or you know exactly where i want them um that that will definitely help out Mm -hmm. and i'm not i'm not promoting presets like i'm not really promoting like you know all those preset packs like you can get or or Mm -hmm. even the ones in lightroom but Specifically, if you have a certain style, it, it would definitely help to set up a base preset mm-hmm. uh, that will get you in the ballpark, and then you can fine-tune from there. I have not done that myself yet, but there are so many times where I've had this these numbers set for my basic, you know, editing and brightness and tone toning and tu- mm-hmm. toning and tuning. Um, where I, I want to just copy and paste those numbers on everything else. And yeah, that's a preset. So there's also a bunch of ways you can manage your photos inside of, you know, of Lightroom in the, in the, in the library before you get them over into the editing module. Mm-hmm. You can, you can make stacks of photos and all that other stuff. And, and sometimes pre-organizing, you know, whatever project you're working on, depending on, you know, what kind it is, or maybe it's like, maybe you shot, uh, you did sports portraits for a, you know, football team or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you, you could stack up each individual person's photos. So they're all clumped together. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's just little things like that, but, um, definitely to make your, to make your editing life easier, I would highly recommend learning the shortcuts, whether it's in Photoshop or Premiere or Lightroom or whatever, keyboard shortcuts will you know like like you don't think about it like how long it takes for you to go click click mm-hmm. click you know i mm-hmm. mean wh- i mean until you have to sec- do it 15 plus times yeah. in a row mm-hmm. yep and and that probably added you know like maybe maybe even like five ten minutes to what should have been a quick edit to get better with that and improving in editing all together i would just suggest to 
keep doing it to get mm-hmm. get get some experience and that might mean giving yourself homework and mm. if that's using photos from your like professional portfolio like other shoots that you've done assuming your contracts and permissions are all squared away um that you can play around with photos that you've used. I, I guess it doesn't entirely matter whether you were using photos from a shoot versus photos from a fun shoot versus like a professional shoot. That's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Because yeah. like I've got thousands of photos I can just mess around with and do whatever I want where some people may primarily have their professional portfolio. You know, everything is. But yeah, with that, just have have fun with it. Um there's less pressure when you're just playing around and give yourself some homework and uh, explore and research what editing styles draw you in that you want to learn how to tutorials is a thing tutorials mm-hmm. is a great thing that that's how i learned a lot of editing style but usually yeah. those were those were usually more like full on tutorials like how to how to create space how to create a galaxy and how to create a snow globe in Photoshop. Um, mm-hmm. Not like, oh, oh gosh, there, but there was one. Oh man, that was really fun. How to make a photo look vintage. Mm. That was, that set off a really cool spark in me. Um, learning that in high school. That was a great tutorial. So stuff like that, just mm-hmm. things that, that draw you in that are fun Practice them. Look them up. Yeah. I feel like the more you edit, not under pressure, the more you learn as you edit as well. So that's definitely something to take into consideration. Find your routine before, during, and after you like to edit. So editing doesn't become a chore to you. Right? Try to simplify your editing processes by either learning shortcuts, creating presets, or organizing the footage uh, appropriately before you uh, start to edit it. Mm-hmm. Try not to edit under pressure. Start projects early. Take breaks. Take breaks. Take breaks. Practice. Have fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to wrap this one up. It was a ball. But if you want to follow us on Instagram, or we are at develop through the lens dot podcast. Thank so you. It should be it should be there. We're we're there. We Come are say there. hi. Come see us. Paul, how do people find you if they want to follow you? Where can people find you uh, at? I'm at Pierre Pro Photos on Instagram and YouTube. If you want to go check out some wedding videos or some real estate work, my website is pierreprophotos.com. Where you can also check out our wedding videos and work. Nice, nice, nice. And what, what's your what's your ridiculous Instagram handle? All right, my sophisticated Instagram <laughs> handle is S as in Sam, V as in Victor, A as in Apple. The number nine, the number seven, the letter A as in Apple, and the letter B as in boy. That's it. Wow, that's it. I I feel like that was the most phonetically correct way to shout out your instagram you so, would good be job, right Sloan. thank you yeah well you missed you missed alpha it should have been apple it should have been alpha instead of apple but i'll let it slide it's cool why do you say that because you think you're the alpha no it, that's just the phonetic alphabet and on that note we hope you guys have a wonderful week and we will catch you in the next one
catch you on the flip side.